If you enjoy these podcasts, check out Enrico Signoretti's reports and blogs on gigaohm.com. They're about data storage and cloud computing, addressing all the topics covered in Voices in Data Storage. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Voices in Data Storage brought to you by Gigam. I am Enrico Signoretti, your favorite uh, data storage analyst. And today we will talk about uh, data protection and disaster recovery as a service with uh, Russell Reeder, CEO of Infrascale. Hi, Russell. How are you today? Enrico, I'm great. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. Uh, thank you very much. So as I mentioned, disaster recovery as a service. This is a really interesting topic. I mean, uh, I'm pretty excited about this. I'm in these days uh, after the storage field day that we had uh, in January, uh, I started digging more and more in the topic because uh, um, it's a fascinating topic when you talk with uh, small and medium enterprises. Actually, this is one of the first services they adopt and uh, for which they find um, immediate benefits. I mean, they are able to offload part of their infrastructure to somebody else. And uh, for many of them, backup uh, is a liability. They don't have disaster recovery. And it's, um, you know, it's a relief for them at the end of the day. What do you find uh, when you are in the, in the field with your customers, with your prospect uh, in this regard? Yeah, so once you start your business or even are growing your business, the first thing you do is you have to figure out what applications you're going to use, how are you going to scale your business. The immediate second thing that you need to do as an executive or as that founder is to make sure that you can always access your data. And so that requires the backup. And for those businesses that want to make sure that they can run their applications 24-7, even if something happens to their network or if something happens to their computers or if they get ransomware, they need disaster recovery. So that's running all their applications either locally or in the cloud. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Data protection is uh, back in, uh, in every conversation especially because we uh, finally understood that with a good uh, backup policy, with a good disaster recovery plan, you can avoid, you know, these kind of uh, very, very ugly moments when uh, when you discover that somebody attacked you with some malware, uh, especially ransomware. And, uh, and, you know, we heard a lot of stories in the recent past about people that had to pay and even when paid uh, the ransom, they were not able to recover everything. So backup is the last man standing in this uh, kind of uh, situation, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. So, And the real difference is when you back up your data and you do have ransomware or there is a fire or flood or hurricane or something, you then potentially have to go buy new servers. You have to... Uh, re-implement everything. You have to uh, reconfigure all of your applications. So there's a specific amount of downtime that could be days, if not weeks. And so just backing up is obviously critical. And and pretty much every backup company has encryption and deduplication. So you're not 
um, uh, increasing your storage exponentially as you store everything based on your retention policy. But so the backup is very important, but I think a lot of small businesses really even small enterprise businesses that they don't really, and I, I know this from experience after you know, 20 years in this industry, they don't implement disaster recovery correctly. And what I mean by that, they're not running, the, they, they may spin it up one time and then they never test it unless it's a disaster. And that is the wrong way to run a backup and disaster recovery solution. You have to have your solution in place and you have to have real life testing. So not just testing, for instance, with InfraScale, we test. So, so the, you can put, click a button and it will run a test for you to spin up the environment. But you need live tests as well on the weekends or a specific window to make sure that, that your failover is working. Yeah, there is a, a, a lot of work in for, uh, you know, making this test uh, correct. I mean, uh, uh, there is some orchestration that is needed, especially if you if you have, a, you know, a complex application that run on databases. So you have to be sure that the database runs before your application server, for example. So, um, of course, if you... If you have to do uh, all of these things by yourself, uh, you know it's uh, it's complicated. You need to have somebody that understands. You need a lot of documentation. You need uh, you need to test the results and uh, uh, you know perform the necessary action to to solve the problems. So you're weekly or monthly test becomes quite impossible, okay? Uh, why cloud, so disaster recovery as a service could be different in this regard? Correct, yeah. So you, when you pick a provider, you really want to make sure that you have the provider for the type of applications that you're running, the type of data that you need to restore. Uh, and there are multiple different scenarios, whether you have an on prem data center, uh, you have uh, a colo facility, you are using a cloud solution, uh, you're using maybe one of VMware's cloud solutions. There's so many different types of environments and there's different software that people provide that maybe uh, have unique competitive advantages for each scenario. When you move to, and this is why over the past 20 years, that uh, the growth of that as a service, so software as a service, that means that your partner that you do go to market with supports you and is there for you to handle all the headaches so those business owners can run their business. Right. So, but uh, what, what does it mean? I mean, uh, from, from, the, from the perspective of the end user, okay, um, Let's say that the vast majority now of end users run uh, VMware uh, and other virtualization platforms. Okay, so it's much easier than in the past when you had uh, you know physical servers uh, for each single server, um, software that is very specific for that uh, operating system, uh, configurations, and then uh, data and so on. 
while now you have a VM which is a you know a box at the end and you can back up the entire box so it's a little bit easier than in the past I mean uh, I know that there are still complications but uh, uh, it's way easier than in the past so you have just to back up your systems and maybe the the process to 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 make them work in a in a virtual environment in the cloud it's uh, uh you know it's easier right correct right so at the most basic level you can have your IT uh, department back up to another server right that's not scalable um, one of the, it doesn't happen uh, maybe you could even run it you know, I'm sure they can figure out how to run a script to back up that data but do they have their own dedupe? Do they have encryption? Uh, and, and then where is there a secondary after it gets uh, backed up to your primary? And so obviously that's why the growth of over the past 30 years, all these backup companies have grown and disaster recovery solutions. And so when you choose your disaster recovery partner, when you, there's two types of, of people probably listening to this. There's a small business owner that has IT people or maybe even a large business uh, executive that has uh, their, uh, their, uh, their technology engineers, uh, their infrastructure engineers, their network engineers that are doing everything in-house. There's a many small businesses that go, th that go through a managed service provider. So they outsource all their IT. Even if they're cloud native, they still bring in someone to help them. And so when we work with most of the time, InfraScale, for instance, goes through MSP. So we know that market very well. The managed service providers, they're not going to build their own software. I mean, we've invested many, many millions, over $100 million to build the software. I mean, you would, you know, a small managed service provider could never take that time, nor does that, do they have the scale to build a software application that they could then run. And so the choice would be then is to find the right as a service. And so knowing what dials you need to turn based on the complexities of your applications, the capabilities of your organization, the capabilities of your partner, your managed service provider that you choose, the capabilities of your cloud provider. As you mentioned, the cloud or orchestration is very complex. Everything from the network to the your your domain servers and databases and applications and load balancers and making sure that they all start up uh, at a specific point in time. You don't want to start up your application servers before your database servers, and and so making sure everything is correct is very complicated. And so if you can pull in a as a service type application that will be your partner to help configure this system get it up and running and unless you reconfigure your whole back end you can test it with just your traditional local uh, in-house IT uh, developers sorry yes uh, i agree and also there is another important aspect here because uh, we are talking about a service that that is delivered from the cloud and for this uh, uh, small medium organizations uh, there are usually concerns about uh, bandwidth you know efficiency of the connection all these kind of things so when, when you start considering a disaster recovery solution in the cloud uh, maybe 
you know their approach uh, to uh, on uh, the approach on how data is moved back and forth between two environments is really important, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, not everyone today, and this will be solved probably within the next two to five years, where bandwidth will be uh, very accessible to everyone. Um, I think will happen faster than we all expect. But when today, the one of the constraints that uh, pretty much every business has is the bandwidth. So you have multiple choices. You you can make sure that even your SaaS provider has a way to seed the data. Uh, so they can send you their hard drives and then send them back and, and do cloud seeding. So that's pretty much a requirement for our larger businesses. We have many large businesses that require that. Uh, and then also, uh, if there's a recovery. So, for instance, um, the these businesses that have large amounts of data, whether they're uh, images or large amounts of media files or just uh, mass amounts of financial data, they have to have a local appliance where it takes the, the, the load off of their production servers to their secondary storage or really kind of and facility to move them to the appliance, which helps over time, it helps do the deduplication and the encryption to do that cloud migration. So it could all happen over time as well. But like you said, if a disaster happens and you are needing to fail over to the cloud, now you're in the cloud. So say for instance, you're, there really was a disaster, a fire or a flood or a hurricane or something where you not just ransomware attack where you can reinstall your, your operating systems and your applications and kind of you know, fail back correctly. Maybe this is a, you were up and running in the cloud longer. So what, so the questions you need to ask are, what's your fail back scenario? And are you recovering everything? Like, is it recoverable if your failbacks or, or your, your secondary solution is running? Who's backing up your secondary solution? How's that getting backed up? So that's probably the first step is once you are running in your failback environment uh, and, and we're in your, your secondary environment and you want to fail back, make sure that the, the process is seamless and it is tested to make sure all that data can then be recovered into your new version of your production systems. Yeah, that could be different from the initial uh, infrastructure that you had. So uh, uh, it's another you know, level of complication here. So you are not uh, going back to the same identical infrastructure, but maybe it's a little bit different. So, and, uh, and to your point, um, you know, you mentioned several things. I mean, yes, the feedback uh, scenario, but also the efficiency on the bandwidth. And uh, on this topic, there are, you know, different approaches. There are uh, some vendors that provide an appliance uh, on the premises, others that provide just a proxy, uh, others that do not provide anything. They just think that, uh, you know, the, they can do everything on uh, on the fly, including the duplication and everything, so they are very, very different processes, and um, and I agree with you. I mean, sometimes uh, providing a, a piece of hardware on uh, on the um, uh, providing a piece of hardware uh, at the customer side 
it's beneficial for several reasons. I mean, the first copy of your backup is in the appliance. So this is uh, uh, avoids uh, going to the cloud to, to get your data back. While, uh, you know, it's also the, your first, uh, uh, you know, infrastructure for a feedback scenario, maybe. Or, yes, also for the feedback, you can do the, uh, the seeding, right? So you can provide an appliance and start from there if the bandwidth is limited. So maybe it's the most flexible uh, solution from this point of view, while the others probably are cheaper. I don't know. But uh, it's a, it's an interesting conversation from this point of view. What do you think uh, are the things to avoid when you start evaluating this kind of uh, technology? I mean, what is uh, good and bad in uh, in disaster recovery as a service? So it's probably easier to talk about the good, but you know, we can put it in any, any different scenario. You really have to make sure that they... You know, not only, of course, the first thing is the technology. Can it support your applications? Does it have the, the recovery time that is needed when you're specifically looking at disaster recovery? From a backup, what can you, can you even for your disaster recovery solution, can you treat it as a backup solution? And can you do file level backup from your disaster recovery? So then it's a backup and DR solution as well. And, and really... You know, and, and, and this is a multi-cloud world that we live in. It's on-prem, it's in the cloud, it's in multiple clouds. And so the, you really need to pick that partner that can, can work with you with all your different scenarios from your, your the applications that are legacy to your cloud native applications to, the, um, to just off-the-shelf software that you're running. And so, so from an application standpoint, making sure it supports your, your environment and then customer service, and, and everyone pretty much expects they're going to have problems. But how does that, how does that company, you're now a new partner to help your business be successful, do they treat you as a customer? I would say, you know, I've looked at multiple companies. This is my eighth company I've helped run over the past 20 years since I left Oracle. And I would say, hands down, the biggest problem of any not even software company, just most companies out there, they spend all their time and money trying to get new business and they forget about their existing business. So at Infrascale, for instance, one of our core uh, deliverables is turning customers into evangelists. And so how do you, like I'd ask them, like, what, what do you talk about internally about customers? How do, you, how do you talk about customers? Are there any core initiatives that you have to, to make customer support always um, better. And, and so it's not if there is an issue, it's how do you treat the customer when there is an issue? And I think so, the right environment, the right customer support, and then the third is the right vision. So wh where, where, do they, where do they think the, the market is going? Where, how do they talk about the future? Uh, where are they, you wanna make sure, and that's why you, you know, the buy versus build, you buy, so you have economies of scale and so that they could be bringing you leading edge uh, features and functions that will help your business because you, if you built that your own, you, you'd just be trying to keep up and late to the game. So, so making sure they have the right vision. 
Right, so the company philosophy is also always something that you have check, to check as, as a customer. But uh, uh, let, let's uh, uh, let's talk a little bit more about InfraScale then. So uh, maybe you can give us uh, an idea on how InfraScale works exactly. You mentioned here and there a couple of things about InfraScale, but actually... You know, uh, I, I am more curious now, both uh, from from the point of view of, of the architecture of the product, but also on how it's licensed, how uh, customer can access this uh, solution. Yes, yeah, so InfraScale is a d- data protection company. We focus on the backup and disaster recovery market, and we have a core set of applications underneath that backup and disaster recovery. We started uh, over 10 years ago in the cloud backup space. So we have over 200,000 different appliances out there that we're backing up, uh, devices, endpoints, 60,000 companies. uh, And and that really started as that cloud backup. When you want to back up your mobile devices, your servers, your desktops, your laptops. And then we, we grew based on demand into the disaster recovery market where those those clients wanted to uh, spin up their applications in the cloud. So we have our InfraScale disaster recovery, both in the cloud as well as an appliance version. So you can run uh, just all in the cloud with a virtual appliance, uh, an agent that you would run on your servers on-prem. Or we could provide an appliance where you would have your primary backup and disaster recovery local, then that would back up for your secondary to the cloud. And uh, so clients like to obviously do that to have their secondary storage uh, offsite, as well as being able to back up to the cloud. And then the the third piece, uh, uh, more line of the cloud backup is our cloud applications backup. And, and so that are for all your cloud native applications like Box or Salesforce or Gmail or O365 you, to, to make sure that you have to back up all your data and not just trust one vendor that you're always going to be accessing your data, right? So Salesforce, just think all your customer data. Uh, yes, Salesforce has very secure systems that uh, are not only redundant within the server, but then backed up. But you know, to not you need the right retention policy from all of your data. So having your cloud application data backed up elsewhere is very important. And now, of course, there are a lot of um, industries that require it as well. So cloud backup, traditional cloud backup to back up all your servers and uh, devices. The cloud application backup to back up all your application data that's in those big you know, uh, top tier applications, but it's your data. You need to have a, another copy of your data. And then disaster recovery. And, and that world is pretty exciting because that's going from it used to be backup. Now it's disaster recovery. It used to be cold disaster recovery. And now people just expect it to be warmer and warmer to hot to type of a, like an HA type backup without the cost of having a highly available multi-redundant servers out there. So it's a pretty exciting time to be in in the backup and disaster recovery space. Yeah, exactly. And uh, uh, maybe you you just gave us a hint about the future. So with customer expecting more and more 
you know, warm uh, infrastructure waiting to be spun up when something happens. But uh, what, what do you uh, see in the in the you know immediate future for uh, companies like Infrascale and you know the disaster recovery as a service in general as a market? So they they uh, within the disaster recovery market, the clients have to have the right solution to make sure that just like you said, the bandwidth is is a constraint right now. So it, it a just a cloud native disaster recovery solution doesn't work today. The, you ha, uh, it will work in the future, uh, but we're not there yet. And so, how do I how do I back up locally? How do I recover locally? How do I then uh, have a cloud option, which is very important? I would always go with not only a cloud option, but so don't be fooled. There are a lot of disaster recovery companies out there that provide a disaster recovery type solution and a cloud backup when they're really just a backup solution and they don't have they don't provide you the horsepower needed to run your applications and i would say in the disaster recovery world that's one of the biggest mistakes customers make is that they they don't they they can give consideration to the amount of compute uh, they they track storage, but the compute needed to maybe run all those, you know, hundred or thousands of VMs and all their applications uh, in those VMs uh, in a disaster recovery solution. And so many providers out there, I think today, are uh, are happy to sell you a cheaper backup type solution and call it a disaster recovery solution. So, so yeah, really a multi cloud scenario local and in the cloud uh, where you can recover in both scenarios. That's what, that's what we focus on. And those are some of the things that people should watch out for. Okay. Fantastic. Uh, Russell, I'm sorry that we have to wrap up here. It was an interesting conversation. And, but before closing the episode, uh, I want to know uh, where we can find you on the social media and also where we can find more information about uh, Infrascale on the web. You bet. So with Infrascale, you can go to infrascale.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Russ Reader, R-E-E-D-E-R, or Russell P. Reader on LinkedIn. And uh, happy to answer any additional questions that come up from your audience. Fantastic. Thank you again for uh, being with me today and bye-bye. Thank you. Take care. If you enjoyed this episode of Voices in Data Storage, please check out the other ones. Unstructured data management is the focus of a report Enrica wrote for GigaOM Research. To find out more about how data storage is evolving in the cloud era, download the single report or subscribe to GigaOM Research for future forward advice on data-driven technologies, operations, and business strategies.